Well, happy freaking holidays, everybody. Tis the season, isn't it? Here we are. We are in the home stretch. Christmas just around the corner. All sorts of holiday action happening all over the world. Yes, it is a different year for the holidays, but we all already know that. We know all the BS we've been through through the year, but 2020 is almost over. 2021 may start off a little bleak, I would imagine, but things are gonna pick up. Business is gonna pick up and 2021 is gonna come through strong. I can just feel it. I can already feel it. I'm sending these deep wishes to Santa. I hope he hears my wishes. Um, Okay, so onto this episode of Oral Sessions with your girl, Renee Paquette, me. So Megan O'Leary is the guest this week, and she was one of the first people when I knew that I wanted to do this show. I was like, I got to get Megan O'Leary on. Um, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, that you know who Megan O'Leary is. Uh, She is just a mainstay with UFC, a cornerstone of their broadcast team. She does a fantastic job with them. She is so, so good. I hope Dana White is listening to this. I hope that anybody within the UFC is listening to this to understand the gem that they have in Megan O'Leary. Hold on tight. Never let her go. Pay her lots of money. She is the shit, I assure you. I feel like we're almost the same person. She's got the bob. I've got the bob. She covers UFC. Uh, I cover WWE. Her husband's a fighter. My husband's a fighter. We both have little dogs named Benny. We both live in Las Vegas. We both used to live in New York. But the funny thing with Megan, I mean, even before me getting to sit down here, so we have a lot of mutual friends, mutual coworkers. There's a lot of intersecting lines here. And I've never had somebody brought up to me so much of like, you need to hang out with Megan O'Leary. You guys would be best buds. She also cooks like a maniac. Oh my God. She seems like she's an amazing cook. So let me clarify. She is an amazing cook because when she came over to do this interview, she did not show up empty handed. She brought me homemade banana muffins and like the best coffee in the whole world. So she is a gem. Megan O'Leary is the gem that you think that she would be. Uh, But anyways, I was so stoked to sit down with her. She is, she's amazing. We got on exactly the way that I thought that we would. In this interview, her coming over to my house was the first time we've actually hung out. We've met in passing before, just a quick brief, hey, hi, in the hallway, we've interacted online, social media and whatnot, but this was our first actual hangout. So a best friendship is in the making right now. You guys are witnessing it here firsthand. But before we can get to this outstanding interview, I want to talk to you guys about some freaking cereal. The Magic Spoon. I got the Magic Spoon. I'm not going to sing the whole thing, but it keeps popping in my head when I think of Magic Spoon. You guys know I'm knocked up. And with that comes many different cravings. And for one, a sweet tooth. I've got a crazy sweet tooth. Um, I've been giving in here and there. But the cool thing about Magic Spoon is it's like kid cereal for adults with all good benefits. You know, uh, you know, as I'm just trying to to take care of this baby, have some good things in my body. I want to just go like full sugar and all that. So this seemed like a very great meat in the middle situation for me. This is working out for me big time. I got to try a plethora of their different flavors. Um, There's cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. They're all incredible. Pour a little cold milk over them, have them on their own, whatever you want. I had the cocoa ones and they just, oh, they get that chocolate craving down pat for me. I love it so, so much. They're so, so good. So with Magic Spoon, there's zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. They're keto-friendly, gluten-free, and grain-free. So, I mean, these are checking off all the boxes. So what you guys can do is uh, go to magicspoon.com slash Renee. 
you can grab a variety pack to try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Renee at the checkout to get free shipping. Uh, and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if for any reason you do not like Magic Spoon, you're crazy, but they will refund your money, no questions asked. Go to magicspoon.com slash Renee, R-E-N-E-E, and use the code Renee for free shipping. Enjoy some Magic Spoon. You deserve it. We all deserve it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get down to it. Here's your girl, Megan O'Leary. day ever what a good time i so i have never professionally and personally had someone like a person like yourself that we have mutual friends like you need to hang out with megan olivi you guys need to talk to each other you need to hang out that comes up all the time yeah anyone that we have as a mutual friend and now we get to finally do it and you guys get to be a part of the whole thing as we're recording it here for the people on oral sessions Um, greatest name ever yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how the people react to it. I'm not changing it. I'm sticking to my guns. As you should. Okay, so we're going to dive deep here I can't in this wait. whole interview. we got to go back to the very beginning to little baby Megan. So you were born in Jersey, right? I was, yes. And then raised in Pennsylvania? Yeah, raised for the most part in Pennsylvania. Yep. Okay, and you are more of a, you're like a Yankees fan, right? Yes, Yankees fan, Giants fan. Okay. Like, yeah, I got that because I feel like Pennsylvania can be split. Same with Jersey. Okay. It can be more like New York City or Philadelphia. I'm the, I'm the New York City team. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. So you come from a line of wrestlers. Yeah. Right? Like, is your dad a wrestler? My dad. Brother? Yep. My dad, my brother. My brother actually um, was a very accomplished wrestler. He wrestled for Team Pennsylvania and oh, then wow. um, Junior Olympics, um, Team USA with like freestyle wrestling before he went to college, wrestled with Team Foxcatcher for oh, a while. Wow. Yeah. So we have some crazy. crazy. Yeah. We have, they used to come home and have like insane stories. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And so then he went to the Naval Academy. He actually ended up getting hurt when he was going to wrestle there. So he got hurt, had like four surgeries and then like couldn't continue his wrestling oh, career. But man. I mean, he's almost 10 years older than me. So I just grew up like on that wrestling mat. I would yeah. ref little kids. Oh my um, God. Matches. Yeah. Work tournaments and stuff. So it was a wild ride there for a while. Did you ever wrestle? I wrestled as a little kid, but okay. like unofficially, not like on a school team or anything. Yeah. And then so... When you go to Catholic school in our particular diocese, um, you cannot have girls wrestle on the team and you can't wrestle a girl. You have to forfeit if you're supposed to wrestle a girl. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So So my, like, what do you, you just can't do anything. Yeah. No matter what. You're like, no, this is not for you. Yes. I think now maybe it's changed. I mean, I haven't like really checked recently. I think maybe there can be girls wrestling teams. Okay. But like, I remember my brother having to forfeit um, because there was a girl in his weight class for that particular match. So he couldn't, yeah, it's so, yeah, it's very interesting. So, um, I used to wrestle like. I mean, maybe till I was like eight. And then when okay. you get to that age where it's like, <laughs> are we allowed? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> then they were, my parents I'm were maybe like, starting to go through puberty. <laughs> yeah. I'd be getting a bit weird. Yeah. My parents are like, and you should sit down. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other sports did you play? So I played softball. Um, I played second base in center field and I was a gymnast. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was like my passion, but we, I grew up with not a lot of money and I was the youngest. And so, you know, there were other things our money had to go to. So I had to quit. Uh, I was pretty good. And so it's always like a little part of my heart. I know it's always a little part of my heart that 
that I'm like, I feel like you would have like the perfect little gymnast body. You could just whip around and like, yeah, because I'm not tall. So they were like, hey, you got this. Yeah. So every (laughs) once in a while, like I'll try and relive the dream and like go on the trampoline or like see if there's open gym for adults. But oh, you know what? I've actually looked into that before too, because I used to do gymnastics when I was a kid and then I gave it up when I was like, oh, you know, I want to get more into the entertainment world oh. and yeah I mean you I knew that young I knew pretty young that I wanted to get into it but wow. I think I think it's because people kind of always dangled a little bit of a carrot for me of like I was always like a bit of a ham and they're like oh for some reason I was like oh you can go do modeling which is like not something I would ever consider right now not Why? that there's anything against that profession it's just not something that I would I'm the worst at having my photo taken. Mm. Like, horrible at it. So awkward, I right? I can't do okay, it. Okay, this makes me feel better. So I was like, sorry for talking about I feel I like thought... people never understand that with us because, like, we're on camera all yes, the time. But people want me to take a photo. I'm like, oh, I like, I do not know my angles. I don't know what <laughs> side is better than yes. the other side. Like, I just can't get my shit together. Yes. But I have looked up trying to do, like, adult gymnastics. We're having a date night. We should do this. this. We're doing this. So we live on a golf course. I went to go do like a little tumble situation. (laughs) (laughs) And I hit like... So I hit my round off and then did like my jump into what could have been a back handspring, right. but I would have torn my abdominal muscles. Like there's no way I could do it anymore. Once you hit a certain age and you think you still have the capacity to pull something off. Yeah. Those days are gone. We need like trampolines and pits. Yes. Yeah, you know, we need a foam pit. Yes. yes. 100%. Okay. We're going to work on this. We're yeah. Just, we're going to have a date night. To, to I, be continued. Yes. We will make these dreams come true. I'll post it somewhere. It will happen. Um, okay. So your family... You grow, you had two brothers? I have a brother and a sister. Oh, a brother and a sister. I would have taken you for just brothers. Yeah, you would think, because I'm like a boy. Uh, (laughs) Are you always a tall boy? (laughs) Always. I mean, always. I would, I feel like people probably thought I was a boy if they looked at me for certain parts of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I I, always thought I was like in Hanson. Yeah. (laughs) I looked like I was in Hanson. It was like traumatizing. No, I feel like that's like kind of good because they like were very beautiful men. They yeah. were, they yeah. were, but I was like a mixture between like Mbop and like Kurt Cobain. Oh, okay. It was okay. not a great situation. No, um, my I would wear like Wu Tang Clan hats mm. too, and like just hang out and play sports with boys. So yeah, I for a long time I was a tomboy. I feel like I still am. I feel like that's why it works to have the career path that we've had like in sports. I think you have to have a certain like mentality and and be used to being the only girl yes. in a lot of situations and you need to know how to handle that yeah and and I don't know how to say this without sounding weird but like not look for a particular kind of attention like this is how I've always approached it I just want to do a good job yeah I want to be good yes. at my job I want to um you know to a certain degree be recognized for doing a good job but as far as just going in and like putting on a cute outfit and slapping on a highlighter right that's not what right. I'm looking to do. Exactly. I, yeah, like I would always drive our makeup team crazy because I'm like, I gotta go. I like, I need to get out of this oh my chair. God, that's so I need to prepare. <laughs> I can't just be sitting here all day. And they're like, I would drive them absolutely yeah. bonkers. Or I'd be like, sorry, I'm not talking. I have 8,000 things to memorize. Yes. I need to go over these stats and I need to look at everyone's Instagram that they post on their oh story my God. today. So like, sorry, I'm being quiet. They'd be like, did I do something wrong? I'm like, no. Are you okay today? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just busy. I'm busy and have a lot on my mind. Because yes. you guys don't use teleprompters at all, right? Like, it is all up it's, here yeah, for you. Yeah. I, so, when we were with Fox, in-studio stuff did have a teleprompter. What a what a dream that is, right? 
Like I suck. I'm getting paid to do this. I'm I, just reading out loud. Yeah, I know, but you're really good at it, and I'm really terrible. So <sighs> it would know. like not benefit me to have a teleprompter. <laughs> It'd be like, ooh, do you want us to just take that away? It can it's be like, a little tricky. It yeah, can be. Yeah, it's not something I do naturally. It takes like a lot of work to be semi decent at it for me. Yeah. So it actually benefits me to just do everything from memory. Even like sometimes if I'm doing like a backstage locker room, I will I will have pre-written it. If it's just audio, that way I can just kind of look down and, and do it. Easy. I suck at those. Really? I will write it and then like through the night, like take a couple of glances and then I won't read it anymore because the first few shows of this COVID era when I couldn't be in the locker room, like right. doing it on camera, they're like, hey, just do it audio. You can read it from whatever you write. And then uh, I like would mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it and I know what I'm saying and I just couldn't do it. So now I'm like, okay, let me just recite this from memory. Yeah, I would sometimes get like that too. Unless I am reading something verbatim, I can just like hone in and get that mm-hmm. done. But if it's like memorize all these certain things and like with WWE, they're very particular about this line, this line, this oh, word, these right. things that like you get hung up on like, oh God, do not mess up this word that needs to be said or who knows what shit's going to hit the fan. Yep. Yep. That, yeah, that I would totally just get in my own head. I'm like, so long as I know my out is and I can hit that. Yes. I can throw to whatever package. Yeah. Then I'm good. good. Then I'm yeah, good. Take it away. <laughs> On to the next. Um, so were your parents always very into this career path for you when you started no. to get into this? No. So it's crazy. I went to college for political science. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like a campaign manager. This is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never in a million years. If somebody said, hey, you'll be like a sidelines reporter or, you know, whatever you want to liken my role now to. Sure. I would have been like, okay. Like, you're like, <laughs> And like crushing it, by the oh, way. Like you, you really do thank an exceptional you. job. Thanks. Truly. I try. No, you really um, do. I don't even want to say like I wasn't like into it because it never was even an option. It wasn't a possibility in my brain. It was never something I thought about. And so finally, like, I would just not shut up about the Yankees during some of my internships yeah. that, that they were like, why don't you do this as a job? So I was like, all right, well, can I make money doing this? Hell yeah. Get that. And get that change. They were like, yeah, you can. I'm like, okay. So I tried to do a little web show for like an hour and I was like, well, that was really easy because it was what I would be talking about outside of work. Right. I'm like, all right. And this is way less stressful than politics. Like I wasn't really into politics. I just felt like I could do well at it. You worked with Megyn Kelly, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was her intern during the 2008 presidential election. Yeah. Like that's high stakes. Yes. It was extremely stressful. I learned more from her than all of my college and master's education combined. She the like, you know, triple checking your sources and not even if you have a research team, you still don't rely on them for your research, (sighs) you know? And I remember somebody did an interview. It was an entertainment show. And this was when Sarah Palin was running for vice president. And it was kind of set up as like women who are in politics and in the news during this election season. So it sounded like a really nice pitch and a very cool thing to be a part of. So they get on set and I'm, I'm just like fetching coffee or whatever it is. And it turned into this whole different piece. It turned into like a very like negative kind of like a gotcha game. Oh God. And the way she handled herself, like whether you like her or not, just to be put into that position and the way (sighs) she handled herself like a professional. I will never forget that day because I just felt like it, it taught me so many lessons on like 
so many different levels of how to conduct yourself and, mm-hmm. and things aren't always going to go as planned. And, you know, you always have to be a pro no matter what and treat people better than they might've treated you in that mm-hmm. opportunity. So, um, yeah, she was a very tough cookie, but I'm very <laughs> grateful. For it's the- a good place to cut your teeth though. Like it's, yeah. you'd rather be in there with one of those like pit bulls and really learn the ins and outs. Yep. I mean, I feel like before you get into, you know, whether it's politics or even into our line of work, you hear some of these horror stories about how people can behave and how yes. things can be. So to really get like that, like hands-on experience to see how that goes down. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you feel like you've had to kind of keep your cool while someone's trying to take advantage or put you in a weird spot? I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily. I think that there's sometimes been some difficult positions with like having a husband that fights and mm-hmm. then kind of like asking questions you'd prefer not to be asked. Yeah. And like, you're like, why, like, what are you trying to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I try to know what's happening like as much as I can before I go into it, but yeah. it's just the people's nature, right? Of they want to get a headline. I'm They're sure. Nosy. Yeah. And I'm sure you've had to deal with it where you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was put in a really weird spot. Um, I've talked about it a little bit in other interviews, but when I first started doing commentary, and it happened at a very interesting time that my, my husband was off for a long time with a tricep injury, which oh. turned into a staph infection. And it was what? like, it turned to MRSA. It was like, oh my God, really bad. Anyways, not the point of that story, but that did happen. But anyway, so I'm on commentary and then it's his re-debut. He was like jacked. He kind of changed up his look. He was about to start working as a heel. I was just calling him as a wrestler. I was not calling him as my husband, oh. but it would change week to week. So some days I'm just calling a, a Dean Ambrose match and then I'd be getting like poked and prodded with questions about my husband while doing commentary. And Ooh. I was not seasoned enough as a commentator to handle that. That Because like also knowing it really is like to figure out how to navigate that world of that like gray area where I know how hard he's worked on putting together this character. I don't want to like shit all over right. by being like, oh my God, it's my husband. And like, right. oh my God, it was just like so much pressure to try not to like mess that up. So, I mean, luckily he ended up leaving. So <laughs> that made my life a little bit easier. Sure. <laughs> that made my life a little bit easier. No doubt about it. Oh my God. Sure. Um. So back to like more of the political stuff before yeah. we get into more of your career. I feel like I saw you, I don't know if you tweeted this or it was on your Instagram or something, but do you plan on running to be the mayor of Las Vegas? It's it's on my bucket list. Yeah. I Tell like, me about this. So, okay. That is something that I've always wanted to do, like enact change in my community. Hell yeah. This is like way before I even like had this career or lived in Las Vegas. I just always like was very passionate about the changes that you can make for the positive for the people around you. and. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you feel the same way. When you move to Las Vegas, it's like a small town, even yeah. though it's a big city. Yeah. And I think the events of October 1st really kind of made us all realize how fortunate we are to live here, but yeah. how much we need each other because yeah. we're a city where people just come to spend three nights and yeah. go crazy. And that's great. Like have your bachelorette party here and have go the time off. of your life. But we live here. I don't want to like talk shit, but <laughs> I feel like maybe Vegas isn't the best it's ever been. Sure. There are some issues in terms of like the residents and outside of what people who visit would see with like, you know, a little bit of trouble with some crime and our yeah. education system and our medical I always hear the education system here is not very good. Yeah. Which is a little scary as somebody that is currently with child. Knowing this, it makes me more invested in what's actually happening yeah. because it's going to affect me on a completely different level now. You know, I grew up watching 
people have opinions about him now and that's fine. But like Rudy Giuliani sure. kind of take over New York city and, and change how a lot of things were going and how it was perceived mm-hmm. by visitors, um, where a lot of neighborhoods were made safer and there was a of lot, course. right. And a lot, I mean, you look at how New York was perceived in like the eighties, exactly. you know, it's exactly it's so different. And I'm not saying everything he did was right. Cause it certainly wasn't, <laughs> but you just see that the power that somebody can have mm-hmm. to do things for the better. So yeah, that even I'm all for this because thanks. that's something that I found when, I mean, I moved from New York here and then obviously from Toronto, through way of all those as well. But when I first got here, I was like, what is like the community yes. here? What happens? What are people up to? I mean, other than like the only things that I can draw on, even just from like a creative standpoint, is like market in the alley yeah. and like first Friday, mm-hmm. some of those things that exist that I think are great. I just wish that there was more of it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah. And I just, I feel like, you know, it can just, it can be better for everybody. Yeah. Here. It can be better for visitors. I mean, we don't need to have like these fees where it's $80 a night. I totally. You know, that are making people not come of here. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you can get a hotel room for like moderately cheap yeah. where you're looking, but then they like jack up all these other fees and like, yeah, they, they exactly. kind of corner here. Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's on the list for all sure. Right. I used to think it would be way far in the future, but even just recently I was like, Joe. I feel like I really need to do this. So I think I need to start with like city council and then go for Yes. But oh yeah. my God. Start planting those seeds. Make that yeah, happen. That would yeah. be so cool. Oh my God. Thanks. I feel like everyone was going to think I was so foolish for wanting to do no, that. No. I Thank think you. that's like, I think it's just an incredible thing. I mean, it's not something that would have entered my brain as a thing to do because my brain just doesn't work like that. But for you to be someone's like, no, I'm actually going to step in there and like make some changes. Yeah. Like, great. I'm like, oh, I'll write a blog about. No, that's not like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll bring like snacks and stuff. I hope it's snacks from your cookbook that I pre-ordered. Just Yay! Now. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Oh my god, I can't believe that it's real. It is so much work doing a cookbook. I can't. Holy I shit. cannot imagine because even when I just share a recipe, I'm like, "Fuck, this is a lot to write." Well, down. I know because you do those a lot. I mean, your cooking videos are great. You and your oh, gnocchi thanks. and your pasta and your like it's pasta not, drying. It's, it's nothing like you. No, know, it's just, fantastic. It's just tradition for me. You know what I mean? Which I'm very jealous of, by the way. Do you do seven fishes? Okay. Holidays? I don't at my own house. Okay. I've always been growing up a little bit. Um, I don't love the seven fishes. Oh, okay. I love the tradition of it, but I don't necessarily love each dish. But we do try to have like are are this they're all traditional dishes. I mean, you can kind of do it like modernized. We just have seven different seafood dishes. So I'm done with that. Yes, which is more of what we will do. Mm -hmm. Um like, if we go to my grandmother's, we'll have, like, calamari and then shrimp and then bacala and, like, pasta with clams. Oh. Just kind of, like, do that, but not, oh the, not the super traditional. That stuff. sounds incredible. Last night, I did a pasta with tuna in it, which I've never done. It always used to seem like something to me that I thought was gross. Oh, no. But now my pregnant taste buds are like, what is this dish? Yes. And I made it, and it rocked my Was it world. red sauce? No, I did oh, it okay. in, like, um... So I kind of bullshitted because I had, I didn't have all the ingredients on hand, but I just did like garlic. Um, I, and I didn't have cream. So I used to use like 2% Who milk. Does? Who does? No one has cream. No, on. no. unless you're like, unless you're preparing yes, for the holidays, yes. which I was not when I was making this, but I just did some, um, frozen peas, um, the tuna Ooh. and like some chili flakes and just okay. like a little spice, okay. a little rigatoni and like yes. noodle pasta. It's a very Lenten thing. So we always had spaghetti and tuna fish for lunch. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a delight. Truly. I'm adding it, it into the gross. mix. It does. People it didn't like, sound like something I wanted. Maybe a little lemon zest in there would be oh, nice. Okay. I think okay. that might be a nice right, little invite touch. Me over next time. Yeah. Done. <laughs> done and done. 
Um, okay, back to work and career yes. things. Sorry. So we're talking about you kind of seeing the way that, that Megan Kelly is when she works, uh, the way she's able to handle herself. You've now been able to develop this amazing career for yourself. Nice. And you always come across as very authentic and genuine. And you just seem like a really fucking nice person. <laughs> To just sort of piggyback on that, I often get told the same thing. Has that ever been a problem for you of people wanting to take advantage of the niceness or feel like, yeah, like 100%. It happens all the time. Yeah. And I think it's like such a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. for women. I wouldn't say that it is for men particularly, although I can't speak to that experience. However, I feel like... We will guess. Right. Yeah, we're guessing. I feel like we'll just get that one comment. Like, you don't know what it's like. Um, it's just in my nature. It's just who I am to, like, want to talk to the camera guys. Or, like, during the COVID era, the team that sanitizes all of our stuff. Like, I'm not going to not talk to them. Like, what are they up to? Like, for our Halloween show, they have these sweet costumes. And, like, you know, it's just part of me to want to talk to everybody and do extra work and want to help the team and just always kind of be that way, but it can put yourself in these positions where they're like, Oh, Megan will do it. But like, which I don't mind if there's like appreciation or like acknowledgement, that kind of thing. And I'm not doing it to like get praise, but it's like, Hey, thanks for helping. Yeah. You don't want to just be like old faithful. Right. Exactly. But then if you kind of give any pushback, it's like, well, she's a bitch. So here's the thing that I've always found crazy is that I think because and I'm just guessing on this because I feel like it's so unexpected from you or I to behave in that way that if we were to do it, it would be jarring to people and freak them out. Yes. Where I've seen many other people just behave like that and people just accept it and they get praise, perhaps even a promotion. Yes. It's crazy to me. I want to like make a real life emoji of like the pre-chance <laughs> because I could not agree with that more. It's almost like whoever you are on day one is who you are. You and like, yes. And so if you're a bitch and you treat everyone badly and, or, you know, you are a, a guy who just is very demanding or whatever, or has a bad attitude off camera, that's who you are. It's like, it, oh, oh, it's just them. Yeah. But then, like, if you have a bad day or, I don't know, you're worried about COVID, I don't know, just stupid Anything. stuff. Anything. It's, yeah. it's it's not okay. You no. know, are you all right? I don't know about you, but I feel like I put in extra effort to acknowledge if, okay, I'm, I'm like, for instance, when Joe, Joe got COVID while I was at work and I wasn't home with him, so I was super worried. I was literally in the middle of interviews. I had, like, six interviews that were lined up. I think I had one or two done. I got it from my chair. I'm calling him. I'm calling to get him a test. Like, so I wasn't, like, the most... Megan that I've been but then I like have to think in my head like well I don't want people to think like I'm being a bitch or like I did something wrong or they did something wrong so like then I'm trying extra to be nice and I'm just (laughs) Just like overcompensating yeah it can be such a burnout too right total burnout and then it's like it's not like you're pretending or anything like that but it is just extra energy where you're like freak like I only I was only like at work for four hours today but I feel like I was like on a 12-hour shift because the mental and emotional and spiritual like energy you're using you're just just you're burning the candle at both ends yes so is your husband like that no he is the nicest human being like he's like the mayor of the UFCPI (laughs) like he is just hey hey like friends with everybody (laughs) which makes him late for everything but he's just like 
he is so genuinely kind and almost oblivious to if people have another opinion okay. that like it doesn't even come across his radar to think that way. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it, it always blows my mind. Um, I mean, I did an interview with John on here when because uh, he's very when you meet. I mean, you've met him yes. before, but he can yes. be depending on when you get him. If he's if he's had a couple cocktails. Hey, how's it going? And he told me <laughs> when he like saw you and like met you and stuff. I wasn't able to be at that show, the one in Jacksonville. But um he normally, if you just catch him in like a regular day, he is like in his own world. He does not like, he doesn't go out of his way to like shoot oh, okay. the shit with everybody else the way that I do. So, and sometimes I see the way that he behaves. I'm like, man, he's so much more protective of his own energy than I am. Yeah. I'm like giving my energy to yes. everybody in the room. And then I'm like, Oh, Give me a glass of wine and a snack. <laughs> Shit. No, I felt like I creeped John out when I saw <laughs> No, he was like, she's so nice. She's so tiny. She's so nice. <laughs> he, was a, he was with maybe a friend or colleague or something. Yeah, I think he was with Tony. He was with Tony like, Khan. Hi, um, are you Renee's husband? <laughs> like, I did the same thing to your husband, though, once. I, I saw him. Uh, we, we were at one of the UFC events, and he was up in the, the like Budweiser. Zone. Yeah. I was like, are you like Renee's husband? Hi. <laughs> Hopefully he was very second. friendly. He was. Okay. He was very, very nice. Yeah, I, I complimented his outfit, so he, oh, he was good. Then you're his best friend. <laughs> That's all he needs is an outfit come. More to come on the outfits <laughs> in just mere moments. Um, have you had any mentors uh, throughout your career? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I feel like Megan, whether she knew it or not, was sort of a mentor just mm. by her example um, in good and bad. How long bad. did you work with her? Probably only like seven months. Okay. Um, yeah, so her and then I've, I actually, Bill Richards from Fox, I don't know if you mm. had any experience with him. He kind of took over midway through our UFC and Fox partnership. And there were kind of all these stories of like him being really tough on talent. Oh, and, God. um, you know, I love getting that note before you meet. Yeah. Someone. You're like, you're like, shit. Great. And how I, do I handle this? Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of respect, I would say, from the person who had that role before. Even better. Love that. Yeah. Love it. So I kind of went in like, nervous as I'll yeah. get out like oh man this could be the end of me doing these broadcasts and he's a man of few words but he just believed in me and like made it clear like hey you're gonna be great the best and that was like all I needed and throughout my career he's been somebody who I stay in contact with he was the reason I had an opportunity to try to work an NFL game and then yeah it went well. so you know, as I'm in my third season with them now. And that was because he believed in me enough to just give me a chance. He wasn't yeah. like, I'm going to hand you this job. It was, you better hit it out of the park. Yeah. I think that you can. Yeah. And if you do, we're going to keep you on the team. And Hell so yeah. he's been really great. And like, he'll, you know, if I ask him for feedback or just his thoughts on certain things, he always gives that. And then um, there's a guy named Chris Kartsmark at the UFC, who's okay. one of our uh, executives who I came in, you know, doing digital and you know, very small projects. Yeah. And he always believed in me, gave great feedback. So I'd say in the past three or four years, somebody I have always admired on television, but didn't know, but now as a friend is Kelly Ripa. She's fantastic. You guys have very similar personalities, like so friendly, so welcoming. The first time I met her, it was in her house. How did you guys become friends with them? So my husband and her husband worked on a show together. Oh, okay. And they had mutual friends. The guy's name is Jonathan Tucker, who's mm -hmm. one of our best friends now. He's on Kingdom and Justified oh, and a bunch yeah. of other uh, shows. And um, they all just got along. And they were like, hey, you guys are in New York. Like, come over to our house for dinner. 
Here's Megan. Oh my god, and they're like, what's in your closet? I was like, you in your closet? Oh, she showed us <laughs> she showed me her closet. I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. I was like shaking. I was so nervous. Because, yeah. I mean, you grow up. and not not that she's old. I don't mean it like that. But no, she, but what? she's like she's a, a cornerstone. She's a legend. I think for anyone in our line of work. She is at the tippy tippy top yes. of like, oh my God, how do I get that? She's the gold and, standard. And she just does it with such ease. Yes. And she also just has this like bite to her that I find so yes. charming and fascinating where she's not just like on there being like squeaky clean and nice. Like you can tell that she would be like, no bitch. Yeah. This oh, is how it's getting done. That's exactly <laughs> it. And like she treats everyone like with such respect. Like, so we come into her house and she's like, hug. I'm like, oh my God, Kelly, bring it in. What? What? But that then, tight little bod. Oh God. Tiniest. Come on. Tiniest little fit, like things you could amazing. ever imagine. Her children are the greatest kids I've ever met. They're stunning. They're like, hey, let me take your coat. Would you like a drink? I'm like, oh my God. I come on. Like, what? Um, and she has been, not just by her example, but she has been like somebody I go to when I just want to talk things through. When I want to get her her perspective on things. Yeah. And you know what? I just have to say this because it's something that has like bothered me in the past year or so. She is like genuinely one of the kindest, most generous people you will ever come across in your life. And when I see like how people sometimes talk about her online, it is infuriating to me. Like I want to go fight those people in real life. I don't know her at all. I have never met her. And when I see people like just like passing comments, I mean, people are like that on the internet about anyone that's on TV in general. We've all received our like fair share of that. Yes. But like for her to take the show from what it was from like it being with Regis to them with Michael and now with Ryan Seacrest and she has been that mainstay. She makes that show. Yes. It's her show. Yes. Don't get it twisted. No. And it's like. And I guess it just has to do with being on camera. It's a position you put yourself in unwilling. Sure. Like nobody's, we're not asking for this. Of course. But it's like, you don't know the kind of generosity she gives. You don't know what goes life. on behind the scenes. Yeah, you don't it, know what the day to day is. You also don't even know what it feels like to have, like, I don't know what it feels like to have that kind of pressure of doing a daily yep. show like that. Yeah. It's a lot of times observers who just think they get a vibe watching yes. someone through a lens. And yes. it's like, there's also, you're, you're also removed. So that lens does change who you are of course to the viewer you know what I mean so you can be like you know giving millions of dollars away every year yeah. and it's still not good enough not because someone's vibe like wasn't right on a Tuesday morning <sighs> it's just it's so exhausting again yeah. I know you know you sign up for these jobs and you seek out these careers but it just it's not always just this easy thing to navigate right right like at the very top they're dealing with these insane things yeah and you just have to like, I don't know about you, but like the voices can be so difficult where it's like you can get 10 or you can get nine great voices and one says something. And for some reason, that one just sticks with of you. Course. You know what I mean? Of course. So it can be really challenging. My bulldog just farted in the room, everybody. Oh. So I would just like to apologize. She's the cutest dog. <laughs> you are the best welcoming community. If you happen to hear snoring in the background, because my dog is sleeping at my <laughs> foot. It just sleep. happened. Um, you've been able to do a, a shit ton in, w- or in WWE. By WWE, I mean UFC. <laughs> Um, you've been able to do so much there and you've become such a cornerstone of those broadcasts. I actually at one point pitched to WWE to use me the way that UFC uses you. Oh my gosh, that's really awesome. And they should have. 
the problem is, is getting the head of creative to respond to you. Um, tough times. Tough times. It can be tough times. <laughs> but I think the way that they've been able to incorporate you with your like walk and talks and the cool camera angles and being there for the um, fighters entrances and stuff. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Thank you. I really, really love the, I love the work that you do. Oh my God. Really Thanks. into it. No, it's fun. What else do you want to do there? You know, I would love to be able to do those for every, every walkout or yeah. every fight. I would love to be able to add to each fight story because mm-hmm. I'm sure that you've felt this way before, but it's like everyone has such an interesting background and a story that deserves to be told and has all these, like, even if you tell somebody's story because they're an active fighter and that, you know, there's still always more layers to yeah. undercover. So yeah. for me, it's like, that's what I would love to do is just add to that. I would love to continue to do more of those. I think our camera angles are so cool. Yeah. I've like pitched, like I watch award shows and see some of their moves. I'm like, can we do something Give me like a swoop. that? Give yeah. me a great swoop. That's what I wanted for our apex. Cause you have a balcony. I'm like, can I get a swoop yes. up or a swoop down? Just yes. tell me I'll wear pants. Um, you know, but I, I would love to do those. I mean, hosting is something I like doing. I wouldn't say I'm as passionate about it. I'd like to be able to just, I would just like to be able to be like, okay, somebody can't do this role. Like Megan knows how to do it. She can kind of fill in. Yeah. But in terms of like dreams, I'd love to continue to do what I do with UFC on a bigger scale, more walkouts. Um, Kelly, being able to like do stuff like that. Hell yeah. Just talking to people from all different backgrounds. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like, I feel like we're very similar in our personalities. So I'm sure you're the same where it's like, I don't do well with like a lot of downtime. I'm horrible with yeah, it. Yeah, I feel horrible with I feel it. like I'm wasting, and I don't want to say like I'm wasting my talents, but it's like I'm wasting my days. Like I could be contributing to something. I could be yeah. doing something. I could be helping a team. I could just be doing more. Yeah. So for me, it's like whatever keeps me growing as a professional mm-hmm. and keeps me busy yeah. is what I want to do. You know, that's That was sort of one of the things that ultimately led to my decision to leave WWE. It was, I was just like, I've kind of done everything here that I feel that I can do and I don't feel like I'm growing anymore. So it's time to go. And it's, you know, it's sort of that weird time in between of those like growth spurts of like, Hey, well, I've left that abruptly right now to figure out what to do. But kind of to your point, it's like, even just doing this show is like, I love talking to people. I love talking to people. I'm interested in people. I love people's backgrounds. I love their stories. And that's the thing that I want to be able to like expand upon. And yeah, just, yeah. To be able to help tell other people's stories. Yes. I love that. Yes. I find it all very fascinating. Yeah. Really cool. People are so cool. People are cool. And yeah. it's like, how, you got here from there. It's like, whoa, let's connect yeah. those dots. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so connecting more dots. You and your husband, how did you guys meet? Oh my gosh, he's the best. Now we're getting into uh, some relationships. Yeah. Because I mean, again, you and I live essentially very like parallel yes. lives that we were, you know, I was doing basically the same job for you as you, but for WWE, yeah. UFC, we both married these husbands that are cool, badass dudes. We both have a little dog named Benny and a yes. great bomb haircut. What can I yes. say? Oh my God, that's so true. Right. Um, and we both kind of live in the same parts of town, but yeah. opposite. Yeah. So yeah. um, very fun. Uh, so I met Joe. In the lobby of Mandalay Bay in mm. 2009, I was with my two best friends who are still my best friends to this day. We just graduated college. Oh. And we were like, let's go to the Higgins. Young, fresh meat. Yes. And so um, before I started graduate school, I was like, let's do this. Um, came out to Vegas. We were actually helping one of my bosses at Fox with some stuff. And so um, we came out. I met Joe in the lobby. Mm-hmm. He was with some other fighters. We were cute girls. Of they were cute dudes. And they were like, hey, do you want to come to... It was like Trist. Okay. One of those, one of yeah. those, you know, we're yeah. like 22 years old. We're like, 
Okay. Yeah. Went to Trist. I talked to Joe the whole night. We actually like fell in love by quoting Will Ferrell. The, oh, the best of Will Ferrell DVD. Do you remember wow. this from back in the day? Yes, yeah. of course. So we just quote, he said something to me from the DVD and I was like, oh my God. I'm in love. <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of quoted back and forth and Joe, um, Joe's sober. So yeah. he wasn't drinking and I'm like 22. I was having a great time getting drunk. Yeah. And I found that to be like kind of interesting that he was so at ease with himself and comfortable with like within his own skin and having fun. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this is like, I didn't need to like get drunk or not that I did. I didn't mean to assume that it was no, like that. I mean, but I was like 22, you yeah. know. We ate burgers together. At the end of the night, he's like, do you have email? Ah! I was like, it's 2009. Yeah, I have email. <laughs> but he had like just gotten a computer okay. for like the first time in oh his my life. Gosh. So he's like, can I have your email address? So I gave him my email address. We emailed back and forth and we started It's like a real Meg Ryan situation yeah. right here. Yes. We started talking on the phone and then um, we would like Skype and stuff. I lived in New York City and was going to school and working. So you were not working for UFC at this point? No, no. Okay. I like knew Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz and that was okay. kind of it. Yeah. Um, I started my master's program and so it was in the Bronx and I lived in Manhattan. And so because Joe was in California and I was in New York, we were on different time zones. I would call him on my way home from the Bronx because I was like always a little nervous. Yeah. But, you know, just making sure everything was all right. So I'd call him. We talked the whole way home. And then I worked a morning show. And so I had to get up at like four o'clock in the morning. So I would call him and he was going to bed. So we would kind of talk then too. And our communication was so easy and like natural. Like Mm -hmm. we'd be on the phone for three hours and not even realize it was three hours. The best. It was the best. And then finally, yeah, we started seeing each other and, you know, we lived cross country. What was the first like seeing each other again since the burgers? It was, it was the best. And it was just like, we couldn't stop smiling and we were laughing. <laughs> but I will say, and I always tease him about this, we went for Thai food mm-hmm. and I paid for it. Wow. Yeah. Again, we have a lot of parallels. Really? <laughs> Wait, so, tell me. So I was also living in New York when John and I first started This dating. is crazy. He was living here. We were both obviously at WWE at the time. Oh, okay. He didn't talk to anybody at all, but he would always talk to me and everyone's like, why is he talking? Like, what's going on here? Because I, I didn't know he didn't talk to anybody. So we would always just talk, but we would use Voxer, this like old like walkie-talkie app. Oh, I remember this. Yes. Yeah. So we would use that and we would talk all day long, all day long. And we would see each other on the road, but it was always just like sort of like casual. Hey, how's it going? Whatever. No, no, no interaction had actually happened. So when it finally came time to be like, are we just like best friends or are we going to get it on what's happening here? (laughs) So he kept saying he was going to fly to New York to come visit me. And I was like, Mm. you're going to come like stay at my apartment. And then like, what, I just have to like sleep with you. And then like, oh, right. That's a lot of pressure. Like it just felt like New York apartments are like this. Oh my God. Totally. You've got one bathroom, (laughs) like all these horrible situations where I was so stressed out about it. So I kept canceling on him. He came to meet me in Orlando. I was doing a show with NXT. So I was like, okay, we're on neutral territory. Yeah, 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 it's better. It's fine. But he was really funny. And he ended up getting his own hotel room. He was like, I always just assumed that he meant that he was going to come stay with me. He's like, no, I was going to get my own hotel. Like, I'm not like totally impeding on you, (laughs) whatever. But, but yeah, anyways, so, uh, but he, a lot of the times, and it's my instinct to take out my wallet to pay for everything. And he would just let me do it. And I was like, yes. Okay, how long is this going to go? Right, it's like, also, I live in New York. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I live really in New York. have that much extra money. Totally. My rent's insane. The taxes yes. are insane. Like, <laughs> buy me a beer. Yeah. 
Jesus. Yes. Oh my God. Actually, one like funny side story when we first started dating. We went to the Union Square Market. Oh, fine. And it was like Christmas time and we were buying all these beautiful things. I was like, let's have some hot apple cider. I didn't know that hot apple cider makes you shit your pants. Oh my God. What? <laughs> I didn't know that either. What? It messes up your insides. I'm like shook over this. So was I. So we're at the Union Square Market. I'm like, this is so great. And then my stomach's like, my stomach starts like freaking out. I'm like, I need to go home. I don't know what to do. Oh I did not know how to get a situation. So he's aware of what's happening. We're in a cab. Oh no, you told him? Oh yeah. He finds it funny. And again, you have a, a yeah. an apartment with one bathroom. Yes, that's right next to wherever else. Oh my is. God. I was like, you have to stay. You've got to give me, give me a couple minutes. I got to go up ahead of <laughs> you. You're turn the shower Yeah, on. and he's like poking at my stomach. I'm like near tears. I'm oh like, no. It's not funny. <laughs> Dying. Yeah, it was, it was very upsetting. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, yeah. We've been married for a little while now. No, so we've been it all some, worked out. We've been through some shit. <laughs> So you guys first started dating and then you joined UFC after that. So at the time he fought for the WEC, which okay. was owned by the UFC. It was just the lighter weight classes. They hadn't merged yet. Um, and so I would go to shows with him. He'd be like, hey, do you want to come to Denver this weekend? So I'd come, I'd go to his fights, but I'd also really just kind of go when he was a guest fighter so we could hang out. And because of my family's background, like my brother and dad being wrestlers, but then my grandfather was a Navy champion boxer. Oh, hell yes. yeah. And then his brother, so my great uncle was a professional boxer. So okay. I had like a very Gosh. natural understanding of combat sports or at least those two disciplines. They all must started to love you. <laughs> like, who's this girl? Why does she know all this? Yeah. So I, as Joe, like, and like I said, Joe is like the mayor. So he's friendly with everybody. And so I would you know, just kind of like ask questions or, or make conversation with people. They were like, do you want to do this? I'm like, well, I guess like, yeah, I'll do anything that pays me. Right. Yeah. Like, um, and so I got offered a job in, in Vegas that was a digital covering of the sport. It was before the UFC's TV deal. So they okay. essentially were paid by the UFC to do the pre and post show for pay-per-views. And so it was more money than I was making in New York. Not by a lot, Hell but it yeah. goes... Take what you can get. Yes, it goes so far. And so I was like, well, I can always move back to New York and be poor. Or you live in Vegas and you're rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not crazy. The first apartment building I went to, I, I had kind of scouted some out online, but I didn't have any friends that lived here. I didn't know anything. I was like, well, how much is this? It had like granite countertops. It had a fireplace. It was a real one bedroom. It's like $1,100. It was $700. <laughs> I was like... I'll take it. I was like, do you not I'll take this three I'm like, let me sign. Like, this yes. is amazing. Blew and I just, mind. I just felt like I knew something special was with Joe. I'm like, it's closer to this guy I really like. And if none of this works out, I can move back. Yeah. Like, I didn't have anything that was my own in New York. So it's like, I wasn't giving up like my house or my car or this or that. Like, yeah. I really didn't have anything. And I'm like, why not take this risk? I... Probably will never regret it, even if I fail, but I will regret not, not doing it. it. And yeah. I was going to regret not trying it with Joe. So then when I moved to Vegas, I was like, listen, you know <laughs> that like you're a very cool fighter and like you're a cool guy with friends in that room, but like we're going to, it's you and me. We're buckling it down. Right. Or it's not like, it's not going to be like you and me. And then like you're in Sacramento having fun. Like it doesn't sure. work like that. So, um, he was like, okay, let's try. And that was, that was probably like 2010 ish, maybe 2000, beginning of 2011. And yeah, yeah we've been together. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the best. He's so great. Was it ever weird for you guys working together? No, I wouldn't say it is like, I love interviewing him. I feel like 
we both know how to turn it on. I think because I, I'm sure you guys are the same. Like he respects what I do so much mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to fuck it up for me. Yeah. And then I respect him so much as an athlete that I want to give him like the best platform I can. So it works out really yeah. well. I used to work all of his fights. Yeah. How was that? It okay. must be hard, right? Yeah. The first ESPN show we ever had, Joseph was on the card. Traditionally, I step away when he fights. I set a timer on my phone for like the number of rounds and the minute rest in between. Mm-hmm. And I go pray. And then I, when the timer goes off or somebody will come get me saying like he won early or whatever. Okay. We were in Brooklyn. And like I said, it was the first fight, um, fight card we had with ESPN. New Barclays? Yes. They kept bringing me fighters to interview. I was doing interviews until halfway through the second round of Joe's fight. <gasps> and the problem was I could hear the crowd. So I think it was in the first round. The crowd went nuts. And I'm interviewing Cowboy Cerrone, right? Yeah. Love him. And he's, Cowboy's known Joe and I since the beginning of our relationship because he was in the WC as well. And he's like, girl, your man's fighting. I'm like, I know. I hear the crowd going. I'm like, my heart just stops. I'm like, this is either going to be really good or really bad. Uh-huh. So I just kind of look at the PR team and they're all going, Oh, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I was like, all right, we're good. I was so stressed. So finally, um, it was maybe the end of the second round. And I just went and I was like in the loading dock. That's where we were doing our interviews. So I like crouched behind a production truck. I'm just like <laughs> praying and waiting. And then he won. So it was great. But like that for me is the challenge. Like yeah. I like working his cards because it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like a nervous mess, like a traditionally would be. Sure. Sometimes when I'm watching John with his matches, you know, it's obviously a different situation than it is for you guys. But still, I mean, even when I was like, I was like in the hotel watching him do like blood sport, which is like a different like work shoot style wrestling. So, and I'd never seen him in that style. He'd never done it before. He really wanted to do it. And this was only um, back in October. So yeah, it didn't happen all that long ago, but I remember being like so stressed, so nervous because he just wants to be a badass and exactly. he wants to fight people and as much as there's times I'm like oh my god I gotta like watch this like through my hands mm-hmm. and like is this okay and he does all these like crazy like deathmatch stunts where he'll be bleeding and he's like taking tacks into the back and all these horrible things now he kind of gives me a bit of a heads up on things happening in his matches yeah thank you- god yes because when we first started dating he wouldn't and like, cause he was like very like old school carny wrestler. Oh, really? Didn't tell me shit about anything. So I would just be watching it firsthand and be like, oh my God. Like he came home, he had a match with um, Kenny Omega and I was watching it at home and they just did the most crazy shit. He walked in the door. I was like, take off your shirt. Cause he had like had all this glass in his back. I was like, give me like a full 360. Yeah. I need to assess the damage. But yeah, he's, he's a glutton for punishment. He that's, loves it. See, that, that is challenging. And I think that's like, like when you know how hard they work and they and love how it, much they want the it, but the threat it. of injury yes. is there. Oh yeah. And that's like the scariest part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you want the best for them because that's, they're great people and yeah. they work for it. You know, they're the epitome of like work for your dreams. Right. Yes. But then it's like, okay, also please don't get hurt. My biggest thing with John is um, slaps to the head. That's the one that I'm like, oh my God, of everything you do, please just stop that. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, babe. It's all fine. Always stresses me out. Yeah. Psycho it's our nature. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So wrapping up here, we're almost done. Oh my gosh. I never want this to end. Should we just like start our own show? Is this uh, yeah. Show? Is this it? Are we doing it? And we even have like the hair color that goes for I know. Show, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know. It just works. Something about it just works, guys. There's no denying it. 
There's no denying it. And my final question to you, when are we going to see DC in a WWE ring? Oh my God. So <laughs> like, I think like as soon as humanly possible, yeah. if it's up to him, I feel like he's the perfect guy for he's it. He's a thousand percent perfect okay. for it. He will crush he would be so great because the shit he starts like <laughs> off camera it just needs oh to my be god. funny. You're like Daniel, oh my god! And so I feel like he would not. I mean, you saw that interaction with Brock, yeah, the octagon that one time rocked my world. Yeah, and so and I like love Brock. So I love Brock too. Okay, yeah, I'm Brock like too. I feel like I don't know if people. No, I world. love Brock. I think he's like a very sweet little cowboy. He's the nice he really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so when those two had beef, I'm like, you were the two of the nicest people ever. But when they had <laughs> that interaction, like this terrifying to happen. Yeah. And I think if it's up to him, he'll do it like tomorrow. It's really funny when you see guys like that, that you know, um, can be like total sweethearts and then they turn it on. You're like, oh, oh right. You're fucking terrifying. Yes. It's, yes. It always blows my mind. Yeah. I think Daniel would be so good. I think quite a few of our athletes would be good at it. I mean, I heard Henry Cejudo like wants to do yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that He's too. just so corny enough for it. <laughs> and like, again, like doesn't care. He was like trying to call out one of the Bella twins at one yes, point. Yes. Yeah. Still comments on her photos, I think. Because I like see her. I'm like, oh, I'll keep okay. an eye out. Yeah, for that. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think some of our guys. I think I think it's so interesting when we do have the crossover because I know as athletes they respect one another. I I'm not sure what the fans like feel like in those regards, but I yeah. know like because they, they kind of like they'll go to each other's shows. And I mean, when we came to that show in Vegas, oh, it yeah. was a, a row full of UFC of fighters course. living the dream. Well, you know, when you have somebody like Ronda Rousey step in and the way that she adapted to yeah. the sport and the way that she adapted to the entertainment side of it, that was something that really opened people's eyes. Because, yeah, there can definitely be like that crossover. I mean, as you know, UFC fans, super passionate. WWE fans, super passionate. And that crossover can get a little bit muddy sometimes yeah. on, you know, people's perception of each of the sports. But, yeah, when you have somebody like Ronda Rousey or even like a Kurt Angle when he stepped into WWE. Yes. And quickly he was able to adapt to that. Just blew people's minds. He's one yeah. of the absolute best to ever do it. But, yeah, you got like Brock. um, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Some of these amazing. Kimo, I think, wrestled too. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 There's, there's just so many, like the crossover is amazing. But yeah, when you see some of these big talents and these big personalities in UFC, you're like, oh, okay. Uh -huh. I'm kind of waiting for Paige Van Sant to make the move. I feel like she's going to. I mean, well, first off, she has a look, right? Of like, yeah. And Her look, little personality. Yes. And like, Paige is super talented. Like she's so athletic. I think I think oftentimes because she is like so cute and, um, you know, she's blonde and attractive and sometimes that gets, takes a spotlight. Yes. Yeah. She is athletic. I mean, oh, yeah. some of the stuff that she pulls off, some of her biggest wins have come because of her athletic ability. She's doing like bare knuckle fighting next, right? Yes. Jesus. At like during Super Bowl week? Uh, I, I, I just saw. I just saw that recently. Renee, <laughs> Guys, I, I'm in on the, uh, yeah. I, got it I mean, bare knuckle. That's wild. That's something that not a lot of guys would do. Totally. So I think she is trying to get away from that Pretty uh, persona. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. show that she is, you know, a serious athlete and has a lot of capability. So yeah, I think she would be incredible. Well, this has been fun. We finally did best. it. Blue just wrapped us up with another quick fart. Um, <laughs> Benny is awake. I appreciate. Yeah, Benny is Benny is going to join the party. Um, thanks for coming to do this. This is a little thanks exciting. I'm so honored, and I just need to say, like, she is everything that you think yes. she is. She's so great, so <laughs> kind, so welcoming. Between like the DMs from years ago, and like we randomly met in a hallway one time at an event. And oh, yeah, was so kind and generous, and like. 
there's not a lot of people like Renee, and I think you should all be so grateful that she's doing this because she's the best. I will say likewise to Megan in the sense that I had COVID, and you're like, do you need anything? I'll bring you something to your house. Like, <laughs> people don't normally do that, um, and it's very, very nice. So, a budding yes. relationship, everybody. Mine and Megan's friendship blossomed before your very ears and or eyes. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, because there's videos all up there. And eventually, we're going to be releasing the entire interviews, the video version for you guys to feast your eyes on that. See what we look like in real life, if you so care. Um, Anyways, I loved sitting down with Megan. I mean, I can't say it enough. I feel like... Dare I say we should host something together, like maybe some kind of co-host situation? I don't know what I don't know what it could be, but I just feel like there could be a very cool thing in the future um, where her and I can maybe work together. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm manifesting it right now. I just feel like there's such an easy, natural connection between the two of us that I feel like it would be a smash hit success. So, I mean, whoever's listening to this that thinks that that's a good idea that is within power to make something like that happen. Hit your girl up. Me or her, you know, slide into our DMs. Um, All right. So, guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a great holiday. Um, Enjoy any bit of time that you might get to spend with your loved ones. I know the year's so weird and we're not really getting to see our families the way that we're used to during the holidays. I mean, maybe you're seeing your family through Zoom or you're doing something on your own or just keeping things super small. Um, I feel for everybody out there. I I know it's, it's odd, but it's all right. Next year... We do all the holidays big. We go hard. We're going in. Mark my words. I'm buying all new decorations and everything. I'm going to wipe the slate clean. Next year it's on. Um, But enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy the loved ones. It's not about the presents. It's about spending time with people that you love. Never forget. But you know, if you found a good gift, then amen. Good for you. Maybe you got them from a local spot, a small business. That would be nice. I highly recommend that. Anyways, before I duck out of here, I just want to give another quick shout out to Magic Spoon because they are the shit. Um, I'm a cereal addict. I love, especially, oh my God, middle of the night, like waking up and having a bowl of cereal with some milk. Oh, such a dream. God, I think I like legit want some now. That's the way pregnancy works. You like think about certain foods and all of a sudden you like have to have it. Um, anyways, their cereal absolutely rules, um, but it's not full of all the sugar and junk that's in all the cereal that we used to just smash when we were kids. So this is like adult versions of the cereal that we all grew up on and loved. The great thing with Magic Spoon, there's zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs. And each serving, there's cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, all incredible. Again, the cocoa one has been my favorite one right now, but that's chocolate's just talking to me. They're keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Really doing it all. Doing the most, I would say. So yeah, definitely you guys want to get your hands on on these uh, on the Magic Spoon cereal. Maybe start off the new year. Treat yourself to some new cereal. Can cut out on some of those carbs. We all know how hard we've been going on our carbs. Pfft, don't point any fingers at me. I already know. Okay, so go to magicspoon.com slash Renee and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Renee at the checkout to get free shipping. Uh, and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they're going to refund your money. No questions asked. You cannot lose with this situation. Get on it. So head on over to magicspoon.com slash Renee and use the code Renee for free shipping. That's R-E-N. 
E-E. All right, guys, I will see you next week. We've got another lady in the hot seat. We're doing like ladies week up here on oral sessions and I like it. Make sure to tell people about this podcast, you know, tell friends, family, coworkers, a neighbor, whoever. Let people know. Spread the word. Bye. Bye.